0: And slam home run from Jocelyn Allo and the suitors are rolling in the first one two all strike three what a start for Jordy Geordie ball oh my Jordy ball just threw one right by these Jinnings swings and drills one deep to left field and it's gone a two home run day for T.R.A. Jennings a fifth inning blast off the batting cages beyond the left field wall. Touch them all, T.R.A. Pitch. This ball is drilled. Deep to right field. Oh, and it's long gone. What a blast off the bat of Kinsey Hanson. Special here in game one in the circle. The pitch. Hard hit ball towards short. Backhanded by Lyons. Throws to first. What a stretch by Green. Ball game. Win column. A perfect performance by the Sooner pitching staff. 15 up, 15 down, a perfect game. Victory!
1: Wow, how about that? I'm just gonna come out and say what? Pretty- I hate
0: you. I gotta hate you. Go- what?
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. No no, this is not an attack at you. <laughs> no, okay, I'll believe that. I'll do that later in the show. I'm gonna say what everyone out there is thinking. Why did Patty Gasso run up the score?
2: I know Mike Lupico is going to have an article at uh, sometime this afternoon about how disgraceful it was. Which, Mike, if you're upset about fourteen uh, nothing, buddy, it might get worse at some point this weekend. Come on, when you're up ten, you're supposed to start serving up meatballs
1: right down the middle. Come on, Patty, run the damn ball. <laughs> Even when Patty runs the ball, though, they're still scoring. Ah man, about that, I saw the uh, the tweet come across from the NC. AA softball page. I guess Jocelyn Allo's creeping up on old Lauren Chamberlain, isn't she?
2: Oh, wow. You just found that out today? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... Breaking news! Jocelyn Allo is about to break Lauren Chamberlain's home
1: run record. Huh?
2: Interesting. Are you
1: really shaming me for not knowing all of the records? Well, I don't... I'm not saying that you had to know
2: the exact home run number, but it's like you woke up today and was like, well, gosh dang, I guess Allo's about to break old uh, Chamberlain's <laughs> record. I had no idea. I
1: didn't realize she was that close. Yeah, six away, dude. She might break that record before this little road trip is over. Teddy, she might break it today. They play a doubleheader. Well, the problem is she won't get enough at-bats in the run rules to, to get it done in just <laughs> right. in one day. Yeah, But – Pretty good stuff, man. Open it up that way. That's awesome.
2: And the best part of yesterday for the team is yeah. not all the home runs they hit, not starting off 1-0, and not even the perfect game. They were able to eat in and out by the beach yesterday. How about that as a treat? What a recruiting pitch for OU. And you're about to slam in and out and call it overrated, uh, and that's
1: fine. I'm not – I can't necessarily call it Overrated. It's just every time I've gone, it's been an incredible hassle.
2: What? I totally disagree with that. Long
1: lines. Mm-mm. No.
2: Nah, and the only one I've, I think Vegas is the only time I've been to the one in Vegas a couple times, and that one wasn't that big of a hassle.
1: Huh. I've I only went to oh in
2: Dallas. I, yeah, that one as well. Oh,
1: they're in Dallas, huh? Yeah. It used to only D- be California, I know. right? Yeah, they've
2: been in Dallas for a couple of years now. Okay,
1: I didn't know that. I went in LA a couple of times and it's not that it's it's good. Here's the other thing. I don't know the secret menu like everyone else does.
2: I don't attempt to either. I I'm not that big of a nerd. It's just okay. Yeah. I don't need a secret menu to enjoy this place. Just give it to me as it comes and I'll be fine. Thank you.
1: Right. I don't know. I it's probably just the it's not their fault. It's just been built up for uh all these years, but it's not bad. It's just what you do when you're in California. You used to be in California, but whatever. That is a nice little perk of winning a game. What,
2: what do you, I mean, it basically still is just in California. All they did was move to Texas. It's basically the same thing now, you know?
1: Yeah, that's Is that why people started moving from <laughs> yeah, they California to a, Texas? They got an
2: in and out there. It's like, yeah, it is California East. All
1: right, like, They got all those damn guns out there, but they do have in and mm-hmm. out. We'll move. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, excited to um, watch the softball. Well, I can't watch the softball team because I don't have a flow softball subscription. And when I brought it up a couple days ago, the text sign was like, it sucks, don't do it. But uh, I'm excited to keep up with the OU softball game today at 545 against Loyola and then uh, 830 against Mississippi State.
1: Do we, is there a reason there's not any better options than flow softball? Uh, Just ESPN doesn't feel like some of these early season games they can monetize or something?
2: I don't – I I mean, don't you think you could monetize an early season OU-UCLA game? And I know that they have their conference ties with the SEC network and all that, but – Dang, man, it's OU and UCLA, like, find a way to go put that on. Like, they're not even sending broadcasters to actual games these days. Just send a cameraman out there and a team and have two people um, broadcasting from their home like they do all these college basketball games now. Is you that, can make it happen.
1: Do you think that's going to be something that hangs around? I really do.
2: Yeah, now that um, ESPN is – seems like they're losing quite a bit of money these days. And it was, at first, a COVID thing. I feel like it was a COVID thing. Yeah, it was. But I think they found out during COVID, like, dang, we can save a whole lot of money. But it's really kind of cheapened their broadcast, I feel like. Right. And and really, I think it's unfair to the broadcasters because it puts them in a much tougher situation. And they're the ones that get the heat off of it. Much tougher situation.
1: Yeah, it sucks. They're looking at the same thing we're looking at and... The same angles, they're, they're not there. They they can't offer any perspective from, from you know, uh, court side or whatever. Yeah, it's stupid. I hope it goes away. It, I guess it doesn't affect me that much, but whenever I do watch a game, I can tell instantly whenever something happens and there's, like, just a little bit of a delay. It's like, you should already be telling me yeah. what just happened.
2: I actually might subscribe to uh, flowsoftball.com this weekend. So they can hop on today and be like, well, I guess Alos brought to break uh, Chamberlain's record. It's pretty cool. I just found out today. It'll be on
1: their, their Twitter, <laughs> Flow Twitter, Flow Softball Twitter page, uh, Newsflash. Whatever, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Uh, you were giving it to me yesterday for, whoa, really? You're going to say it has a chance to be the best softball team at all time of all time? Yeah, I do, all right? I feel like that's that hot of a take.
1: Well, do you think they go undefeated?
2: Um, careful with this one. <laughs> i got to be really careful. This is a no-win situation for me because I've already been labeled the OU softball jinx. Even though they won the national title last year, the text line still likes to remind me of certain things. You know
1: why they won the national title? Why? Because we all figured you out that you were the jinx, so it really it vacated that.
2: Well, it took you. It we took you to the WCWS to figure out that I was the Jinx. You should have known that after the Georgia game last uh, year. It,
1: all it took me was extra innings at Georgia to figure it out. <sighs> you wrapped up the game in the fourth inning.
2: So, when you ask me if they're going to go undefeated, does that mean just regular season, or no. does that mean all postseason long?
1: All postseason, all the way through.
2: No, nah, they'll lose to James Madison in the first game of the WCWS and then rally and, and win all the games. They'll be a one-loss team this year.
1: No Odyssey Alexander this year. <laughs> yeah,
2: they'll, they'll still figure out a way. Okay,
1: good deal. Well, uh, that'll be fun to follow through the weekend. What's your Super Bowl feelings? You, is it, is a- everyone, it for you? Or a-
2: everyone a- around here seems to be picking Cincinnati. I don't know if that's just like a regional thing because everyone's rooting for Samaje and yeah. and Joe Mixon and the ties there if people are biased. Um, but I really uh, feel like Cincinnati's I, – I don't, I, I don't know if they're the overall the better football team, but in big games I like the better quarterback. And Joe Burrow's just a dude in situations like this, man.
1: I think the Cincinnati situation is this. There's not – very many Rams or Bengals fans out there like right, that are just ha- like people from from those areas Well, the Rams have a have an interesting history so I think that's why they don't have a huge national fan base uh, Cincinnati hasn't had success in a long time their mm-hmm. fan base is really regionalized it's not like a a Packers or Steelers you know those fan bases that really span so I think in the absence of that Everyone wants the underdog. Yeah. You know? Sure. That's the reason to kind of go for it. You've got the team that has kind of sold out everything that they've got, their draft capital to bring in a bunch of free agents and, and big-name stars against a team that was organically built. You've got some young guys on there. There's a couple of veterans, but it's been kind of fun to watch them come eventually. This
2: age. is as much of an underdog as we've seen in the Super Bowl, I feel like, in a long time. Yeah. Right? feel yeah. like it is, especially in certain situations where they were down this year. No one really gave them a chance. It was, oh, they're kind of playing with they're house cute. money in the playoffs. Yeah, it's cute. Like, they're a year or two away, but all right. Yeah, it would be awesome if Cincinnati were to win. I, I am uh, honestly tempted, though, to root for the Rams just because mm. Mattress Mac in Houston has $9.5 million on the line. He just bet 5 million on the Bengals, which is the largest bet ever at Caesars.
1: This mm-hmm. guy from everything that I've heard, he like he makes these big massive bets and then you know, obviously it gets a ton of attention and he helps it get attention. But I've been told that he goes and hedges against all of those to where it's like he doesn't have nearly that much money left right
2: yeah he probably doesn't seem like the coolest dude to be around either that's I, my guess but I've, if, I've he, if he some d- of that. if he wins this uh he'll win 16.2 million dollars so that'd be aight
1: that would be nice
2: i i do have something else to uh maybe make people root for the bingles if they weren't already mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just kind of a cool story um according to a reddit post and the screen name of this Reddit poster was uh, Cat Dad sixty nine. Okay, gotta love that. Nice. Uh, Cat Dad sixty nine says, after Jamar Chase was drafted to Cincinnati, he went door to door on Joe Burrow's street, asking Burrow's neighbors if he could buy their house. And a, <laughs> eventually, someone said. Yeah, I'll, I'll sell you my house. And God knows how much above market value that that house was, but I guess he like values his connection with Joe Burrow so much, he was going door-to-door, essentially being like, "Hey, I want to live by Joe. Can I buy your house?
1: Hey, can I buy your house?" Uh, excuse me, sir, but what's your name? I'm Jamar Chase. Yes, you can. Yes, yes, certainly Let you me can. tell you how much it's worth <laughs> to me. Uh, that's awesome. I I saw this video on Twitter today, too, of uh, the guys. I guess they were either walking to or from practice, and there was, like, this little, you know, those little posts that keep people from driving down sidewalks or something. They're all walking past one of those, and he, like, stops and redirects everyone to where they don't split and walk between the, oh, the nice. posts pretty funny he made a couple guys come back and walk around it pretty funny yeah that's it's a fun little fun little group man they've got some serious talent um you know what's awesome the fact that so many people i would even say myself included i think hammered them for taking Jamar Chase instead of Oh, I, t- I totally
2: did. Like, the whole wide receiver doesn't win you Super Bowls and all that. Like, God, help out your quarterback that just tore his ACL out. Help him out with an offensive line. You build a team from the inside out, not the outside in. Um, well, Jamar Chase is just – I still – by the way, I still buy into the theory that you help out your quarterback, you protect him. But Jamar Chase is just so good that – you know, he made that opinion you know, look ridiculous. We'll help,
1: we'll help him out next year. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which, you know, it's kind of funny. They don't get to where they are without Jamar Chase. There's no doubt. But if they lose on Sunday, it's because they are not going to be able to block.
2: Oh, totally. Oh, Von Miller Rams. might be the uh, – Von Miller or Aaron Donald. If you're going to bet on the Super Bowl and MVP, uh, Von Miller or Aaron Donald would be two pretty sneaky good picks here. Just, just saying. Tell me if you think that this is dorky or if you think that this is cool. Now, there are a lot of Detroit Lions fans that are rooting for Matt Stafford to have some success, but there's a video today of someone going into a pro uh, pro Mm. shop in the Detroit airport, and there's a blue T-shirt that says the Detroit Rams. And you know the blue Mm. Lions logo where the Lions jumping up? It's that logo, but it's replaced – with the with the uh, Rams head on it instead, so it's uh, half ram, half lion.
1: Oh, uh, that's funny. Is that
2: dorky or is that cool?
1: Uh, it's mm. cool for the moment. I I wouldn't get one, but I I guess the thought of it is is at least funny. Hey, what was the who did Mattress Mac bet
2: on? He bet on the Bengals. He did a four point five million dollar bet, and then he did a five million dollar bet.
1: And he gets sixteen million if they 16.2, win. Sixteen
2: point two, yeah.
1: I'm just saying, like.
2: Paying the juice on that, though. Jeez. That's
1: enough money to hire a Tanya Harding on uh, Aaron Donald, isn't it? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, 60 man. million bucks? It's like, I'm going to find someone who. Who to- do you. Well, do you
2: do it on Von Miller or Aaron Donald? I would probably say Aaron Donald, Aaron but Donald. either one of those two guys, man. I
1: feel like if you came up behind Aaron Donald and crowbarred his knee from the side like really hard baseball style swing feel like you would just wrap the crowbar around his leg and nothing else yeah would no he'd
2: be fine he'd be like hey what's up man
1: what <laughs> oh on, is dude. this your crowbar <laughs> you must have dropped it that's funny all right quick time out more from the rush coming up Hour number one rolls on hit us on the air comfort solutions text line 651-3439
2: rush on this football Friday. Dang, this is the last football Friday in several months, man. It's a little bit depressing. I guess we got a new football league coming about um, pretty soon, but come on, this is the last real football Friday until like late August.
1: What about during spring practice? Are those football Fridays?
2: Well, the fact that we might actually learn something this year or get Mm -hmm. to go to practice and all of that, like, yeah, I mean, it'll be as close to a football Friday in the spring as we've had uh, probably in a while. Yeah. Not all the secretive weird stuff. Uh, God forbid we find out something about the team.
1: Every Friday mm. is football Friday on this show, though, right? That's true. So, all good.
2: Uh, Brahms is better than In and Out. That's on the air. Comfort Solutions text line. What a way to start. 34 Here's
1: here's the thing with Brahms. I like Brahms. They've got ec- their burgers are excellent. That's why you go. I'm not a fan of the fries, totally the crinkle agree. fries. I
2: actually agree with that.
1: The service
2: at times can be shoddy. I
1: don't. I don't
2: have any bad. I don't have any bad experiences at Brahms in terms yeah. of service.
1: Sometimes, well, I guess sometimes it's just ultra slow.
2: Now, when I go in and try to buy, uh, you know, some milk or something, mm-hmm. which I haven't done in a long time, but back when I did, it was. The, the, getting someone to that checkout kind of for like the market there. area. It's yeah. like, hey, hey.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It could be slow. They used to have this thing where it was like you had to have your order within three minutes or something like that whenever you paid or, or whatever, and they had like this clock going. They ditched that pretty quick. I
2: feel like that was a 90s thing. There were all these restaurants <laughs> like uh, if your pizza doesn't get there within 20 minutes, it's free. And it must have went – Really bad, since no one really does that anymore.
1: And I think, like, it's the fine print. It's like, yeah, well, not 20 minutes from when you order, 20 minutes from whenever my car pulled up in your driveway. Uh,
2: Brahms ketchup has crack in it and makes the fries better. I don't disagree with that.
1: I'm fine with that as long – I'm fine with drugs as long as they're not disclosed to me, right? Hey,
2: I totally agree. And sometimes I am okay if they're disclosed to me. (laughs) So if you were up by 10 – and let up if your opponent goes on a run. Will they stop at nine? Never let up until the bitter end. If we are in the receiving end of a serious butt-whipping, then we should have played better defense. I think that text is uh, taken our joke a little bit too serious.
1: They are right, though. Um, the last thing you ever want to do is, when you've got your foot placed firmly across someone's neck, you don't give a chance for air, right?
2: Oh, you mean like when you're up 21 points against Kansas State at home two times? Is that what, is that what you're talking about? You, you don't want to let them block a punt and get back in the football game? Is
1: well, that what you mean? It's the nice thing to do. I would actually prefer if Lincoln Riley came out and said that those special teams plays weren't because of sp- bad pe- uh, special teams. It's because we, we felt bad and wanted to allow them back in the game. That Dude, would actually make me feel better. I, um, I got really upset
2: about something – that has to do with that guy earlier, Lincoln. And yeah, it's just why do, why do I get upset about this? I don't it's know. so stupid. No, but it was a twenty-four-seven sports top fifteen coaches ranked in college football. You know, yeah, is one of those stories, and he's at number four on the list. Mind you, guys in front of him have won national championships. Right. Guys ranked behind him have won national championships. But that's not even what I'm necessarily upset about. It's all this crap of, oh, he's without a doubt a top five head coach. Oh, he's without a doubt going to change everything out on the West Coast at USC. That dude gets the biggest excuse for last year. Why don't more people hold last year, hold him more accountable for what happened at OU last year? You remember the OU team that was preseason number one by some people that some people were picking to win a national championship? I feel like three out of the five guys on ESPN College Game Day picked OU to win a title, and they ended up in an Alamo Bowl. And why Lincoln gets such a pass nationally for how awful last year was is beyond me, but for some reason today it got me all fired up and frustrated. I got really mad at it.
1: It is interesting. Yeah, and I guess we've got what the second most amount of guys going to the combine. Uh Perrion Vinfrey was the senior bowl MVP. Yeah, I I get your point, but there's no reason to be mad at Riley about that. Why? It's his fault. Well, he dis- he doesn't write the article. well, maybe they do, but I don't think he writes the article. I think
2: it it said Carl Williams was the uh, author on it is what it said. What do you
1: think uh Carl Williams' pin name is? Like his alias. Uh
2: cat dad sixty nine. That's what I was telling you from last segment. That was him.
1: <laughs> Which by the way, CatDad sixty nine in Cincinnati, obviously a huge <laughs> listener of the show. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um yeah, I I don't know. Because people will, they'll justify like, where they want something to be, no matter what. If you put, if you took someone to task on that ranking, Tyler, they would say, "Well, they would have won those games, but he was ready to get out and wanted to go to USC." That's how they would answer. Oh, that.
2: okay. So we're supposed to, re- I, and I get, but we're supposed to reward him for that. The fourth best head coach in college football would do that?
1: so good that he only loses games that he wants to.
2: Oh, yeah. So, wait. So, he was out the door when they barely beat Tulane, when they barely beat Nebraska, when they barely beat West Virginia, when they had to come from behind 28-7 against – I think we all understand the trend here. Like, dang, so we were right. He was ready to step out the door back in September.
1: He was trying to throw the season, and we happened to have enough talent around to win some of those games. Yeah. Is that what you found? Dang it, Gosh. God, oh, I can't even I can't even submarine the season here. i got to get out of this place. Yeah, I don't know. It's for, Who'd they have as the top I'll i like I'll, I'll get five. into
2: that next segment because I honestly, I don't know. I read the article, scrolled down, saw that, and got visibly upset, emailed the link to myself, and said, Huh, we'll discuss this at 235.
1: Well, mm. you know, it is or interesting. 335, whatever. It is interesting that he's been rated as – a top coach, he's been in that group with those guys really since he took over. I know, I know. And still hasn't won a... And he's gotten b
2: slapped by a few of them a, a couple of times, <laughs> right across the face. Right, right.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Well, I think there's something about his demeanor. and And that's a good thing, because... You know one of the things I talked about a lot is how long the the honeymoon was here at Oklahoma, where I, he could he could do no wrong and you really you couldn't really say anything you know contrary to what the what the real narrative was. And here's the thing he is i I think he is a really good coach. I do. but I think he's got some holes in in his philosophy. And I think they're going to be exposed. Yep, me and, I, you, me and you both. And and that's the that's not so much like the offense and the recruiting. Like all, I think those things are good. I think the football stuff is good. It's it's the culture part.
2: There are two coaches in particular uh, out in that conference that are kind of uh, licking their lips right now, saying, "Oh yeah, I like this situation." Uh, that would be Kyle Whittingham and Dan Lanning. I yeah. think that they very much like all the hype that's surrounding uh, SC right now. Yeah. Um, dude, we got so many texts. So let me try to hit uh, several here before we hit a break. First, coming soon to Fox Sports, Colin the Cowardly Liar and Lincoln the Mule Shoe Weasel. <laughs> I might actually watch that, to so- be honest.
1: Lincoln is, after a couple of rough seasons, maybe going to go to the media route instead yeah. of uh, football.
2: The smart move for Riley, if he was throwing the season, would have been to leave Rattler in all year and let not let us see how much potential Williams had. Hmm. Or just give him some reps before he's the starting quarterback at USC.
1: I honestly believe that, other than the Texas game, if Radler had been the quarterback for the rest of the season, the result would have been almost exactly the same.
2: Zane in Tulsa says, How in the world we currently live in is our nickname for Caleb not Carl's Jr.? <laughs> I'm so down for that, Zane. I, Carl's Jr. will stick.
1: Oh, that's great. I want to
2: buy a USC jersey that's number 13 that has Carl's Jr. on the back of it. Okay,
1: so here's what we need. Twitter, Sean, I'm sure he's listening at some point. Oh, oh unless he's watching softball like he ditched us yesterday. He he doesn't have – I wouldn't say he's got great uh, Photoshop skills, but he's got fast Photoshop They're skills. They're good enough. They're good mm-hmm. enough. We need. Uh, we need Caleb Williams – you remember those uh, Carl's Jr. commercials where they had the girls eating like <laughs> the, We need Kayla Williams eating the big hamburger with the uh, with the ketchup and everything dripping off of it.
2: George and Seminole, ask your fries at Brahms to be extra crispy. Makes them a little bit better. Um, in and out is good. Not amazing, but good. However, their service and speed in which you get your order rivals Chick-fil-A.
1: Huh. Well, mm. not whenever I went there, but... It was a re- it was tw- 20 years ago. Oh, God, that sounds so Lincoln's
2: horrible. ears stuck out further than his shoulders. He wasn't motivating anyone. <laughs> he was trying to get fired for buyout, then USC came open. Colin Cowturd was slobbering all over him again today on his TV show. It made me sick uh, because one of my clients was watching that crap while I was working with him.
1: So they've got the Super Bowl out there right now, so there's a bunch of, like, Superstar, like former football players, like Hall of Famer. Everyone goes out for the Super Bowl, right? So USC's had had the big wigs through there uh this week with some of the you know former great players that they've had, Hall of Famers and stuff have been around, Marcus Allen, those guys. Yeah.
2: One more here. Uh hey, Tyler and Teddy. Just picked up my dudes Asher and Caden from school in Tulsa, hoping we could get a patented Teddy yeah, to start the weekend right. Thanks and love the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going crazy also about the new uh, Brahms fry sauce that they have. It's what friggin' mean? amazing, is what everyone
1: says. Did they basically hijack Canes or something? I think
2: that's what everyone's doing is just doing a combination of the other sauce out there. Uh, I, I have got no problem with that. We do have our In and Out in Texas, but it's no Water Burger. Oh gosh! <laughs>
1: Come on, guys. I don't let me just tell you this. I so on the uh vacation in Mexico, uh you would be proud of me, Tyler. Uh oh. I had I had a day on Saturday. I you went you went wild? It for whatever mm-hmm. reason it was it was a YOLO day for me. I love that <laughs> so much. It started at we were at breakfast at nine AM and someone ordered like mimosas and I was like, huh. I've never really had one of those, I don't think. Maybe I will. And then about 14 to 15 hours later, I finally uh, went to bed. And we had a flight the next day. So what I'm telling you is I felt horrible flying through, uh, flying out of Mexico. But we connected in Houston. There's a Whataburger there. That... Fixed me right at the up. spot. That's oh, good. That was great. Last
2: time I feel like you went YOLO. You sent me a picture from a pool, and it was a Russian guy that looked exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, it, normally when someone says, "Hey, this looks like you," it's like, "Eh, not really." That was like, there is a there is a Russian dude that looks exactly like me.
1: When I sent <laughs> you the picture, I think you were thinking, "Am I in Florida right now?" I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rennie
2: says my wife hates traditional sports radio But loves Teddy and Tyler We don't fight over the radio anymore Appreciate that Rennie Rennie's a pretty big time OU basketball fan He's a good dude
1: We can make her hate it real quick you, Who do you think the Thunder should trade for? Uh, yeah,
2: you know I mean, could they get? could they get Kyrie? You know, what would they have to give up to give Kyrie?
1: Coming up next, we're going to pick 15 games, winners and losers against the spread, and what you guys think. Let's see what you guys Fat think Jack about Jack, coming there. up next. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Guaranteed right. to lose your money. Keep the text, me- <laughs> Keep the text messages coming. 651 Air Comfort Solutions, text line, we'll be back.
2: The Rush Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep the text coming. 651-3439. Teddy and Tyler, were inside the Brown O'Haver studio today. Uh, Teddy, during that break, guaranteed a win for OU tomorrow in Lawrence over KU. He says it'll be the first time the Sooners have won in Fog Allen Fieldhouse since 1993.
1: Ninety-one. Three.
2: That's oh, mm, it. close. close enough. That's fine. Early you, '90s. I've
1: heard you say it enough that I know the the basic vicinity.
2: Yeah, it's like a certain quota that you have to bring it up the day before they go to Lawrence.
1: I sure, I'll guarantee it. Why not?
2: What do you got to lose?
1: Like this team, what do you got to lose? No one gives a rip if I pick them to win or lose anyways.
2: That's- oh, I disagree. They definitely give a rip if we pick them to lose and they end up winning. <laughs> kind of yeah, like on Wednesday true. night, that happened.
1: <laughs> I'll take them um, 69-63. I love that.
2: Great pick. All right, here is that uh, dumb ranking college football's top 15 coaches for 2022. Hey, I, we all know what people nationally are saying about OU. Yes, Britt Vittables is not on the list. Uh, There's no way. He's probably not even the best 100 coaches in college football this year. He's
1: ranked number 116 out of 116, (laughs) or however many there are.
2: Oh, but buddy, Kirk Ferrance is ranked at number 15. That's right. 178 and 110 as a head coach, two conference championships. He's been at Iowa since uh, the late 90s. Kirk Ferrance at number 15.
1: I guess he's ranked at 15. I would say. No, I was going to say that's maybe their average ranking on a, on a typical end-of-year be ranked number. That, like 22 or 23. Yeah, I think it's a little bit lower than that.
2: Matt Campbell uh, ranked at 14, only that high because he got a few wins
1: over Muleshoe. Right. Yeah, Muleshoe's mm-hmm. so good that uh, mm-hmm. Campbell Campbell has almost – he probably had some options to make some huge money off of just uh, flustering Muleshoe. Yeah.
2: James Franklin, Penn, geez, everyone's cooled off on James Franklin, haven't they? He was uh, notoriously in the top eight. Now he's all the way back at thirteen.
1: That guy is amazing. Didn't he sign like a new nine million dollar contract he is a year?
2: Something, something ridiculous. Sixty-seven and thirty-four at Penn State, twenty sixteen, one conference championship in the Big Ten.
1: Yep, and just a ton of like, he is. I don't know, maybe, maybe they're, they're so worried about slipping back to... Right? They're on the top end of mediocrity, right? They're, they're not a, a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team. They, they're, they're higher than that. They're kind of up there with the group. They're clearly not Ohio State. I think they're so scared of slipping back into being bad that no one will stand up and say, Guys! I think we could do better than this. I think you're right. Mark Stoops
2: at Kentucky's number 12. How okay. about that? That's probably his highest ranking that he's had.
1: Here's a guy that has taken over what has traditionally been a god-awful program, and they've turned the corner. Yeah. They recruit well. Yep. They've got a good, tough, physical football team, both top, sides of the ball. Top
2: 15 clash this year for the first time in program history. Crazy.
1: And they, there's a 10-win team, Kentucky was. Mm-hmm.
2: Kyle Whittingham at Utah, our favorite coach in the Pac-12. We've been saying that forever now, right? No, oh, yeah. Uh, he's at number eleven.
1: I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, what they finished number twelve in the rankings?
2: Dave Aranda at Baylor, and once he heard the news, he had no reaction to it whatsoever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I don't think he's heard the news. Frankly, <laughs>
2: probably not. Luke Fickle, Cincinnati's at number nine.
1: Uh, yeah, he's done a great job there. You can't. You can't discredit anything that he's done.
2: Ryan Day at Ohio State's at number eight, thirty-four and four as a head coach, two conference championships. He's actually been to a national championship game. Muleshoe hasn't. I don't understand why there's such a wide gap between these two guys.
1: That is that is a slap in the face. Well, uh, I don't know. I. He, he lost his first Big Ten game last year against Michigan <laughs> since he took over as right. coach. Uh, just incredible. Now, here's the thing. If you want to dock him for having success at a program and not having to build it, he was handed Ohio State in good condition uh, whenever the Urban Meyer situation happened. If you want to dock him for that, I'm fine with it. But you can't. You can't rank rank Lincoln Riley ahead of him just anyways because of what they've each done. So, that's shocking to me that he's at eight. Brian Kelly, new head coach
2: at LSU. Yeah, he's the all-time winningest head coach in Notre Dame history, but Brian Kelly at number seven? I don't
1: know. They will be calling him an idiot in about a year's time.
2: I was gonna say too. You think it's even earlier than that? Uh, All right. Well, uh, I I do not I think I don't think that that's gonna go very well down there. That's just an odd fit. I, I don't know. It's I
1: don't, an odd fit. I think he's a really good coach. I think he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He'd probably be a coach that I would actually like to play for. But um, I I just I don't I don't think
2: it's he, almost and this is not a good way to hire. It's almost as if LSU was out to. We don't necessarily care about fits. We just want to make the biggest splash hire possible, and they made a splash hire, getting yeah. the head coach from Notre Dame. I just don't know how good the fit is there. And
1: some people have said that, you know, they kind of went that direction, needing to clean some things up because there's, they've had some stuff going on down there, um, and you know, the theory was well, they he was he's a, a coach that they wanted to bring in, kind of kind of change the the perception of the program. That's going to last like three games in and then you lose your first SEC game and it's like, "Let's start paying players."
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is at 6. Uh wow, he was I feel like he was barely in the top 25 last year. Everyone's all over him.
1: He He's number 6. Here's a guy that are you trying to sound like Chris Collinsworth? By the way, <laughs> yeah, I thought it the
2: first time. I was like, yeah, it's just a coincidence.
1: No, he's taken an NFL football team to the Super Bowl. Okay, he took Stanford to what the uh, the Fiesta. He's he, he's despite Michigan's problems, he's done a good job at Michigan. Took him to a college football playoff. I mean, his accolades are better than. Lincoln Riley's sure. Now I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, where I would rank him. But if you're trying to make an argument for Lincoln Riley being too high, like you could easily put Harbaugh in front of him.
2: We are up against it here. So Jimbo Fisher at five, Mule Shoe at four, LOL, Dabo at three, Kirby Smart at two, Nick Saban at one.
1: Yeah. 3-2-1 are hard to argue with. Jimbo Fisher is getting a false bump, I think. They're still riding on the, the 2013 FSU. Since then, he's had, like, one good season. Yeah, and I feel like
2: everyone – oh, they had a good season last year. They beat Alabama. No one else is paying attention to the fact that they lost at a really bad LSU team. Right. You know, they, they really struggled towards the end of the season. I I, I don't know. It, it's just weird how – Certain coaches have certain narratives based on last season.
1: Unless I'm missing it, they didn't even end in the top 25, did they?
2: Well, they didn't play their bowl game. They ended up losing four games. Yeah, that's probably right.
1: I don't see them in the top 25. Uh, I guess they made the, They were number 25 in the coaches poll, but in the AP they weren't uh, ranked. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next.
2: Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of The Rush. You've really done it now. Way to go, dude. Someone on Yeah, someone on the text line sent us a, sent us a screenshot. Uh, USCfootball.com, I think that's the USC 24-7 sports affiliate. Yeah. And Trojans555 had a message that says, yeah, that layman sounds like a real winner. Way to go, dude. I don't know what you said or mm. when you said it, but. You're making the USC fans mad out there.
1: I appreciate you guys for listening. Mm -hmm. We're number one in Southern California right now. Should see our streaming numbers out there. It's pretty good. USC guys, wondering why we're so obsessed with them. Listening to the show. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I don't know what I said. I think it was probably the tweet with the uh, Good Morning America uh, that's got a bunch of people all upset. I'm just saying. And here's the thing. Again, once you get paid $2.5 million a year, or however many years that contract is worth, you're now professional, subject to criticism. John from Bartersville said, would
2: LR be ranked there if he was still at OU? See, John knows how it works. John knows how the national media works. He's at number 4 because he left to go to SC. If he had that terrible year and state at OU, he'd be somewhere around 9 or 10. Actually, Dave Aranda would probably be ranked in front of him. John knows how it works. Hmm. Smart guy.
1: Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. They're trying to pump up that USC uh, energy out there, try and get a West Coast following. I mean, that's ESPN's trying to save college football on the West Coast. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Hour number two is next.